The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. Rage all you want. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabe Oldenbrand. Sit up and the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between throwing it down Sunday, bloody Sunday. The late night anger management class has begun. Let's do this thing. The Miami Heat continue to beat down and destroy the Boston Celtics. 128 to 102. This series is all but done as the Boston Celtics quit in this basketball game. The Miami Heat have broken the Celtics' will. They've broken. Um, you know, listen, they broke down the Milwaukee Bucks. They took out the New York Knicks. And now they're making short work of the team that everybody thought was going to win the NBA championship. I never thought the Celtics were going to win the NBA championship. And I thought that the Celtics were kind of a front-running team. Listen, the Celtics are a good team when they're beating you by 40 and they're not under pressure. They can't win close games. And... Like, they're getting worse, not better right now. Like, you know what I mean? Like they were close to winning a championship last year. This thing is starting. To, like, the, the ship is sailing away, man. All right? They're, they're stuck on the dock right now, and the ship is sailing. All right, 128 to 102. I don't know how the hell you know, there were so many points late in this basketball game. A lot of people bet the over didn't think it was going to be able to get there. Not only did it get there, it sailed over the number. So uh, Miami destroys the Boston Celtics. Me- now and if you're thinking the Lakers can come back in this series don't they can't all right like if you're thinking the Lakers going to come back and in fact the Lakers have never come back uh from trailing three nothing and not only that they've never won a game like they've rolled over like every time that they've been down uh three nothing in their history before uh, this is the fourth time the LeBron James team is trailing a series 3 nothing. They were swept in two of the previous three. Teams uh, are 0-149 all-time in series. Nobody's ever come back in the National Basketball Association. But this is the first time since 2013 that the Lakers are down 3 nothing in a playoff series. The Lakers have never won a playoff game after going down 3 nothing. let alone win a series. They're 0-8. It's the most... Um, losses without a win in NBA history. So the Lakers are actually the worst team in NBA history when down 3 nothing. They've never won before. I still think they can actually win uh, this game on Monday, but obviously the series is done, and it's going to be a Miami Heat 
and a Denver Nuggets NBA Finals. So get you caught up to date with the uh, with all the future prices. And hey, listen, man. You look at the Florida Panthers and the Miami Heat, and the run continues. Matthew Kachuk keeps on doing it. The Panthers keep on doing it. It's the first time ever in National Hockey League history that the um, first four games of the conference finals all have gone to overtime. And the Vegas, um, the Vegas Golden Knights get it done in overtime again. And the Florida Panthers keep getting it done in overtime. Of course, after that quadruple overtime, they followed up uh, with another overtime win. Vegas wins today. Dallas are up against it uh, right now. Uh, we'll break it down. Ian Cameron's going to step up and join us. Brent Beard. We talk college football with Brent. Mo Khan throws it down. This is Sports Rage. Let's roll. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people that bustle them, and everybody else in between. Sunday, bloody Sunday has that begun. Sirius XM Channel 159, Sports Grid Radio Networks. Shout out to all of our AM radio affiliates, wherever you may be this evening. As the Miami Heat are one win away from reaching the NBA Finals, and a probable run continues for the Miami Heat. And it wasn't about Jimmy Butler uh, tonight. It was about Gabe Vincent. It was about Caleb Martin. It was about Duncan Robinson. Duncan Robinson now has more three-pointers um, than any player in Miami Heat postseason history. <laughs> That's right. They've had some pretty good players on that team. They've had some pretty good players. Uh, Bruce Koepka's a pretty good player. We forgot about him because he's on the live tour uh, right now, but we did not forget to bet on him. Man, I tell you what, you know, and um, you know, we cashed, uh, we cashed a ticket with Brooks Koepka at 20-1. to 1. And I just didn't understand how a guy who finished in second place at Augusta, a guy who only cares about major tournaments. This guy, like when he was on the PGA Tour, he didn't care about any any tournament. He, I don't think he cared if he finished like, you know, 94th. He was showing up because he had to show up. And he only cares about major tournaments. And you know what? He's pretty good at uh, at them, too. He's just the 20th um, golfer in PGA history to now have five major championships. He's won three major championships in the state of New York, all on different courses. I love New York. He certainly does love New York. And uh, we love New York, too, because we cash Brooks Kepka at 20 to 1. I got to tell you, you know, the Miami Heat are straight fire. We're straight fire. Call the fire department right now. We had Brooks Kepka at 20 to 1. And then, you know what, after the tournament uh, ended, it was a uh, NASCAR All-Star race time. Said, so, you know what, let's grab a piece of uh, Kyle Larson, a plus 650. Kyle Larson uh, wins. We were also on the Miami Heat, and we were on the over uh, tonight. And we're going to be on the Miami Heat in game four. The Heat are one-and-a-half-point favorites. They were four-and-a-half-point underdogs uh, tonight. They closed as four-and-a-half-point underdogs uh, tonight. Meanwhile, the Los Angeles Lakers are up against it. The Lakers have never won one down 3-0. And I don't mean like a series. The Lakers have been swept every time. The Lakers have been down eight times 0-3 in series. They've never won a game. This is Sports Rage. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. 
The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Listening to Sports Rage Late Night with Gabe Marinci. Sunday, buddy, Sunday. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabe Marinci. There's a lot of stuff to unpack on the program tonight. Fred Beard will join us from First Coast News, Jacksonville, Florida, ABC. Heisman Trophy voter, Brett Beard in the house. We'll talk some college football with Brett. We got Ian Cameron. We'll handicap the National Hockey League Stanley Cup playoff games and the NBA with Babano. We got Mo Khan ready to step up and in and join us. We'll run the gauntlet with Mo. Brooks Kepka wins his fifth major championship. We cash a ticket. I, you know, I haven't won. I was thinking about. It. I haven't won a. Um, I haven't won a major championship in a while myself as a better. I always take Xander Shoffley, and I did take Xander Shoffley. I took four guys. I had John Rom. I just put like fifty bucks on four dudes. You know, Brooks Kepka, Xander Shoffley, Tony Finau, and I did play the favorite with John Rom because I thought, you know what, he had a shot. But uh, we hit the Brooks Kepka twenty to one. Never a bad uh, thing when you turn fifty bucks into a thousand and fifty. And I got to be honest with you too. So the tournament was going on, and um, I'm watching it. I'm watching the USFL and the hockey and everything. And you know, it was when I woke up and I see Brooks Kepka leading, and I'm like, oh man, I told people Brooks Kepka was going to win. I can't believe this. I can't believe he's going to win. And I didn't bet it. And then I'm like, no, you did bet it. I'm like, what are you talking? I'm like, I'm like, no, no, you bet it, Marantz. You bet it. So I sort of had to do a double take. I'm like, I got up. I'm like, I got to make sure I bet this. And then I did. I saw. I'm like, oh, yes, sir. I did bet it. So it was nice. We hit Brooks Kepka, And uh, then we hit the NASCAR race tonight. Plus 650, Kyle Larson. Once again, why overthink things? Kyle Larson had won two of the last four all-star races. He's pretty much the best driver on the circuit now. But he's had a lot of bad racing luck this year on on the circuit. And this is an all-star race. So I figured, you know what? He won't have the bad luck. Watch him win. If you tune into Game Time Decision on Friday, my quote was, watch him win now. He's not going to get any points for it. And he did win. You know, he, he won a million dollars. So we cashed that. That was good. Uh, let's, is Mo Khan ready to go? Uh, ready to step up at NTSN Radio? Mo Khan, are you with us, Mr. Mo Khan? Mo in the house. What's up, Mo? Uh, much better than Boston is feeling that Sunday night game, but all is well, my friend. Yeah, the Boston Celtics have really had the carpet pulled out from underneath them right now and their fans, and really is amazing, isn't it, Mo, when you consider if we go back in time, like, a, you know what I mean, like basically three weeks ago, a month ago, with the Boston Bruins and the Boston Celtics, they were both their respective favorites, and you would have figured between the two of them, 
one of them probably was going to win a championship and or at least get to a championship. Boston loses in the first round, and now the Boston Celtics getting punched in the mouth by the Miami Heat. And I think uh, we can get the brooms out. I don't think Boston are going to win the game on Tuesday. I think they're going to sweep them, Mo. Yeah. Uh, Charles Barkley said it perfectly, they quit, right? Shaq said it perfectly, they quit. They, they quit tonight. Uh, an awful shooting performance from the Boston Celtics when you think about their starting five, whereas for the starting five had double-digit points scored, right? The, the bench scored, I think, points in the starting five of the Boston Celtics. Uh, the three-point shot went down for Miami. It didn't go down for Boston. And quite frankly, you know, I, I think the, the will of the Celtics collapsed in game two in Boston on a Friday night when, uh, when, when our boy Williams went out there and kind of went face-to-face with Butler, right? And Butler woke up like Hulk Hogan and hulked out, right? And, that, and that's where I think Boston has lost series and that keep their focus when they should have killed off Miami in game two. And in game three, they got exposed. And now game four, we'll see what they do. But you have to warn now game moving forward for this core group um, for what they built up. The Tatums, the Jalen Browns, so on and so forth here. Have they run the limit now? Have they run their race here? Do they need to look maybe to add a few more pieces or get rid of a guy like Jalen Brown? Because quite frankly, they've underachieved with what they couldn't do the last couple of years. You know, it's been a hell of a run for the Boston Celtics. They've won a lot of games. They've made it to the finals. What, this is the, the, the fifth time in the last seven years they're in the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, but that's right. they're not winning. It's sort of very similar to the Buffalo Bills in, in, in that way as well. There's a lot of teams like this right now in sports that are really good that just can't get over the top. And it seems like with Boston, I agree, we saw it happen. Their will is broken. They know they're going to lose. They've lost. And Boston have a bad habit, Mo, of as soon as things get tough in games, they just start taking threes. You know, like how many times did you see that tonight? Right, where yeah. they just, like, no ball movement. They walk the ball up the, the court, and whoever has it just takes a three, and that's that. There might have been 20 possessions like that, but that's, like, their fallback. I thought bringing Malcolm uh, Brogdon in, and I'm a big Brogdon fan, would really sort of, you know, put him over the top, actually. But, uh, you know, our guest the other night, Rob Vino, had a good point about it in which they don't really let him ever handle the ball. They don't have a point guard. They turn the ball over all the time. They They... They're, you know what I mean? If things aren't going their way, they basically quit early. And I think as well, it's sort of unraveling as you stated, Mo. It's not just this series. I think they know it. It's been like, man, we've been together for the seven years now and we can't win. And I think it's, you know, you start to think about that. And Jalen Brown, you know, you get the feeling that Jalen's going to end up getting out of there eventually. I don't know. They might fire the coach, to be honest, you know. Would you be this shocked be if Nick Nurse is the coach of this team? I wouldn't. I I, I, I would not be shocked, right? But if you look at the the Boston Celtics mo of late, right, with bad teams, I know I know with what happened last year with with the Doka didn't work out, given what happened off the court. But I think they want to preach patience, right? I think Missoula, you know, in his first year as a head coach, was thrust into this position. Do you think about it right now, right? 12 months ago, we're conversing about Warriors Celtics previewing that NBA Finals, right? And then four months later, he's named the head coach because of what happened with the Doka. But I just think and I now, don't think it's his just... fault. Like, you know what I mean? People no. are going to point out, oh, he's getting out coached, this and that. Yeah, there's been a couple of instances. So, whatever. Veteran coaches get out coached right. too Absolutely. at times. And Eric, Eric Spolstrail coaches everyone. But I, I don't know. I'm just thinking it's hard to blame the coach, guys, when you look and basically Gabe Vincent outscored Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. <laughs> 
Like the coach yeah. can't, if your star players don't play well, that's not the coach's fault. You know what I'm saying? I know you all, well, you got to get no. the most out of them. Jason Tatum called himself one of the greatest players in the world last week, right? I mean, and he disappears. He, he did, and and this this is, this has become more like a of, a of a situation for Tatum where you go back to the NBA Finals last year where he had the most turnovers by a player in the NBA Finals history. So this guy's had his yips. Like he's almost like a Rick and Keel like moments when when the going gets tough and, and clutch situations in games one, two, and now in three. And I think for Missoula, like you have to give him patience because look look at Elk Spolstra. Right when he was named head coach after Pat Riley, he was getting out out coached and, and out foxed by better coaches at the time. But he learned on the job and got better for it and became what he is now, one of the best coaches when it comes to in-game tactics and in-game adjustments in the NBA. So this thing now, if you're a Boston fan, yeah, you're disappointed by the fact that you're not going to go to the NBA Finals. You you, you come up empty you know, with this core group. But this thing that Joe Mazzulli deserves that time and patience. But will he get it? I'm not too sure. But I just think that they have to change something that then. Now, that ecosystem, game, it's not working. There's some sort of pollution going on right now that has to be corrected if they want to get back to where they want to be as we that dynamic force in the East. Given what's going on with Philly, what's going on with other teams below them, that's not doing well besides Miami Heat so far. Mo Khan kicking it with us. And I said it, you know, it's unbelievable what, what Miami is doing right now. But I said that too, Mo. I said it last week in which because a team loses doesn't mean you need to trade everybody. And or you need to fire the coach automatically. And we're seeing this right now, right? Like with all these teams in the NBA. NBA fans and media are pretty salacious and gossipy by nature. But they want to break everything up all the time. Yet Boston's a little bit different because they've been together for so long. Very similar to the Toronto Maple Leafs, right? It's sort of the same core and it's the same result. And others too. Edmonton Oilers, another team. Like you said, there's just so many of these teams that are in a spot. But... You're in a tough spot. Like, if you're a team like the Leafs or the Celtics, like, what are you going to do? You going to trade Jason Tatum? No. Like, what do you mean? The guy's good. So, what are you going to trade? You know what I mean? Do you want to trade Jalen Brown? I get the feeling that he wants to go anyways eventually. Marcus Smart is good, but they've hit a wall. There's no disputing. I mean, tonight was just a freaking disaster for them. Tatum. 14 points. Brown, 12 points. Marcus Smart, 8 points. 128-102 final score. The late night anger management class continues. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, 
Reese, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The late night anger management class. This is Sportridge. I am Gabriel Morenzi. Mo Khan kicking it. He's got a full house here tonight. Ian Cameron, Babano will join us later on. We got Brent Beard. We'll talk some college uh, football. Get into some USFL football tonight as well. As I can't believe we're already six weeks in. CFL football kicks off tomorrow. There's a preseason game tomorrow. The first preseason game of the CFL is tomorrow. Edmonton and Calgary. And the regular season kicks off on um, Thursday night, June the 8th. Thursday night, June the 8th, CFL kickoff, USFL football, NFL football. You know, there's all types of football to talk about. Mo Khan with us right now. So, uh, Mo, it really is an amazing run that the Miami Heat are on right now. Coming into this series, listen, I've been betting on Miami. I bet, I bet on Miami in every game of the series, but I'm not going to lie. My prediction before the series was Boston wins in six. Didn't mean I didn't think Miami could cover some point spreads. Yeah. Right, right. but... I said before the series, the best bet is the Miami Heat plus two and a half games. <laughs> and that was minus 140. So, in other words, it's like they just needed to win two games to go to six. And that's what I said I thought would happen. But we've been betting this team. And Denver are going to be favorites against them. That, you know, but it's easy to forget this Miami Heat team. We're talking about Boston Mo knocking on the door and not, you know, being able to finish the, the finish it off. Man, Bam Adebayo has been in the finals. Jimmy Butler was in the finals. They were in the finals. They lost to the Lakers, right, in the yep. bubble. And they've been in the conference finals a lot. They've knocked on the door a lot. So this core group, too, not the Caleb Martins and the Gabe Vincent so much, but, you know, Butler and Adebayo and Spolstra, they have unfinished business themselves. I know it's the Celtics with the unfinished business on their T-shirt, but – I think the Heat have unfinished business. They know the pain of losing in the finals, and they're not just—they're not going to automatically roll over to the Denver Nuggets. I tell you that. No, they won't. And I think when you look at the construction of this team, Gabe, uh, this would be one of the greatest championship teams for the Miami Heat in its history. Because you think about '06, it was Shaq and Wade, and of course with the LeBron years as well, with what they did from going to the finals four years in a row. Winning it. This would be one of the most improbable teams to win a title ever. Let's just call it out for what it is. (laughs) You think about it, right? We spoke about it last week. They lost to the Hawks in the playing game. They were 14 minutes away from losing to the Chicago Bulls in the second playing game and then blowing up the Miami Heat, right? They were saying if if they lose to the Bulls, they're going to blow up the team, get rid of Butler, get rid of this guy and that guy. And now we're talking about this team uh, rampaging through everyone right now. And I just think that this team, right, Dream Butler is the DNA of this team. He's the heart and soul of this franchise. But these play with that tough, hard-nosed, minded basketball mentality. They don't go to bleep who's in front of them. They're going to punch you out. They're going to scratch and claw the way through and do what they have to do to win games. Again, you go back to game two. They were down for the count. And they, 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 they rose from the dead to win that ball game. And I think that she to comfort this game in series. And I think in tonight's game, you saw what they did. They just blasted the Celtics, stressed them out. And you made a great point in the first, in the first segment here that Boston lacked the ingenuity, lacked the hustle to win those 50-50 chances, which Miami's won all throughout the course of this playoff run for them. So I think right now, for what they are, and if they probably will play the Denver Nuggets, that's going to be a fun match to watch because of what the coaching battle will be with Mike Malone and Eric Spolstra, but also the guard play from both teams. The depth of the guard play will be key who can win that series whenever they do play each other in about 10 days' time from now. 
to put it in context, guys, Kevin Love, Max Struess, Gabe Vincent, <laughs> Bam Adebayo, and Jimmy Duncan Butler. Robinson. Yeah, and you got Duncan <laughs> Robinson coming off the bench here, and he gave you 22, 5 of 7 from 3 uh, tonight. Like, Eric Spolster, if he pulls this off and they actually do win an NBA championship, I can't think of a team in, like, modern history that had less that won a championship. I'm just being real. There's yeah. nothing, not calling these guys out. But, like, look, Caleb Martin's playing his ass off right now. Gabe Vincent right. actually is picking a nice time. Gabe Vincent's a free agent, actually. So, he's, like, he's picked a good time to go off. I mean, he was 11 of 14 tonight, 6 of 9 from 3, 29 points. And, and then they lost Tyler Hero, as you stated. So, most they look, they were a play-in team. They lost. They even lost the play-in game. How about this, to put in context, the Miami Heat scored the least amount of points out of any team in the NBA this year. They were ranked dead last in scoring, 109.9 points per game. The Detroit Pistons, who suck, scored 110.3 points per game. Uh, to put in context, right. like Charlotte, terrible. They scored 111. Like, there's a lot of bad teams down here at the bottom. 109.9 points per game. To put in context, everybody, only two teams ever who were ranked last in scoring in a regular season made the NBA Finals. And, Mo, you know when it happened? 1964 and 1956. Wow. Wow. Yeah, the 1964 Warriors and the 1956 Pistons are the only two teams that were ranked last in scoring to make it to the finals. So we're talking like, you know, 60 years here, man. Like, this is how yeah. probable this is. Yeah, and, and the thing is, when you look at this Heat team, and what they've done is they've, they've done it with, and I made this point to you a few weeks ago by Miami as he moved along this playoff run. That Matt Abayo has been the, the difference maker. He's been the centurion of the pain, right? He's done the groundwork to get yep. those second, third chance, and fourth chance opportunities. Even though they had only had one offensive rebound, uh, that was nullified by the fact they shot the ball so well tonight, right, against the Boston Celtics. So I just think that what Bam does, and no one gives him the full appreciation for what he is as a player, uh, he's been remarkable for this team. I mean, we know Butler's the guts of this team, but Bam is also the brain of this team, what he does so well. He's such a smart player on the court here that he just – opens up the spacing so well for the Heat attackers and wing players out there. So I just think that moving towards that series with him, the Joker, I can't wait to watch that centurion battle those two guys with dreadnoughts at their positions going at it uh, with the style of play that they both have in the coach is completely different from each other that we'll see next week. Yeah, it's a good point as far as Bam and how well he's playing and how he lets the game come to him. They all are right now. It's, oh, yeah. it's really fun to watch in which – um, you know, you remember the play tonight. Jimmy Butler was kind of awkward. They, they had a three and one, and Jimmy Butler turned it into like somehow like very harder than it had to be. <laughs> so, no, like, God bless him. He's good. But it's like, Jimmy, why did you pass it to Bam in this? Like, what are you doing? So he passed it to Bam out of bio, and Stan Van Gundy said it too. He goes, You know how hard that was what Bam just did not to take like a charge, like to get called with charging? Like, Butler right. put him in a tough spot, gave him the ball in the paint. And instead, he just swung it, man, into the corner for a three. Like, the the passing, the second and third passes that the Miami Heat are doing, now they're just dummying teams. It was sort of like, like the Warriors in their prime. You know what I mean? They're just fl you know, yeah. smashing the ball around, and it's just like it, you don't know where it's going to come from, and then boom. The passing in the Miami Heat, the confidence that they all have in each other, like they don't care who it is, right? It's like if you're Max Struess and you're open, we're going to pass it to you. 
If you're Robinson, yeah. take the shot. Like, basically, everybody has the green light. Caleb Martin has the green light. They all have a green light, but they don't take bad shots and force it. Like, they're all, it's like they could. It's like, no, listen, you know, we got to shoot, but no. They all, they're looking out for each other. They make the right play all the time. They're playing, like, solid defense. Man, they're just a fun team to watch play right now. And like I said, Eric Spolster's won championships before, but whatever. It's one thing to win with LeBron, Dwayne Wade, and, and Chris Bosh and all that. This would be one of the greatest coaching jobs in the history of the game, bar none. And this would put him in that in that penthouse category of, of one of the greatest coaches out there that, that we've witnessed in our time game. Because, look, we know about Red Arbach and Phil and Pat and, and all those guys that won oodles of titles. But for him to do it in this situation, as I said before, right, he's won it in different styles. This is a guy that was a computer nerd. Uh, 1995, right, putting together game film for the Heat. He grew in this position, game. Like, he earned this right now, and he's one win away from going to the NBA Finals again and four wins away from winning uh, another Larry OB. And I just think that he's a marvel that we should all appreciate for what he does as a head coach, taking the best out of his players game in and game out. That was interesting, too, in which I think it was Coach James Young and others. We've talked about this with, with the Heat. You know, normally, they, you know, like they don't um, – we talked about their scoring average and stuff, and they like it that way, right? They want to play defense. Yeah. They want to grind and, and all that. But Eric Spolster realized, so it's a little deceptive. If you look at, like, the last two months of the season, Spolstra caught on that he doesn't – he didn't have the roster to play that style of basketball, right? Like, they're not right. built – they're not a physical, like, nasty team to heat, really. You know what I mean? They're not. Like, they're, they're tough. They're tough dudes, but they're not – they don't have that type of character – so he just sort of started spreading the floor more, taking more threes, spacing players, and he adjusted with the roster that he has, which is just brilliant. Um, you, you know, you have to give him credit. And listen, Joe Mazzulla is going to get thrown out of the bus. He already is. I don't know how many coaches they can go through. I mean, right? Everybody, you know, Doka was getting criticized last year there too. But I don't really think it's their his fault per se. They're just the Miami Heat are a juggernaut right now, bro. Like they're they dude they beat the Milwaukee Bucks. I don't know how many coaches are they going to cost their jobs. Sure, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. With talking, well, well look, he already called the Boonholzer got fired after Boonholzer losing to them. Fired, that's like, right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like Eric Spolstra is so good. I don't know. Like if you should fire a guy because you lost a Spolstra. That's I guess what I'm saying. You know. But that's the thing, though, right? It, like, who can come in there, right? Mutch Williams is, is Nick Nurse is a Boonholzer. Like, these are guys that are, are well respected, but do they fit the Boston profile for what they want from my head coach? Because can a guy like Nick Nurse extract the best out of, out of Jason Tatum? Can he convince uh, a Jalen Brown to say, can he convince that bench play to play well? And that's been a no. I don't, I don't think Nick Nurse is a good fit for that team. No. I think Monty Williams would be a better fit for Boston if they did want to make a change. They need a player's coach that can sort of, you know, somehow reach them. Nick Nurse is not a player's coach. He's a mean dude. This is Sports SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. 
Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Welcome to the 117th dust-up between the snort and swine of Springfield A&M and the Springfield University Nittany Tide. Oh, doctor, break out the hickory switch. The late-night anger match for class continues. This is Sports I am Gable Bramsey. We're talking about the improbable run that the Miami Heat are on right now. The Heat are the first eight seed ever to win a playoff game by more than 25 points. Like, Really? Eight seeds don't usually go this far, although this year it had a different feel to it as far as some of these uh, some of these teams are concerned, but not with the Miami Heat. So uh, we'll go over some of the historical perspectives. Um, we talked about the Heat just being the third team ever. They haven't made the finals yet, but if they do, they'll be the third team ever only in NBA history. That they were the lowest scoring team in the regular season to make the finals hasn't happened since 1964. That's when you stated the Heat of the first ever um, eight seed to win a playoff game by more than 25 points when uh, seeding began in um, 1984 um, in this uh, format. Mo Khan kicking with us right now. TSN Radio. Mo was a football player, Concordia University, uh, Shattagay Raiders, and more. So um, let's get to the Lakers. And there's different, you know, this is going to be a massive disappointment for the Boston Celtics. The Lakers. Now, I'm not so sure. I mean, I'm sure you want they'd like to win a couple of games and stuff, and you could argue that, you know, I don't know how many times LeBron's going to get this far and get a chance at another championship. But with that being stated, Mo, the Lakers were a train wreck earlier in the season. There's a right. lot of positives. Now, I don't know what's going to happen with Austin Reeves. They're going to have to pay this kid. Um, you know, but Rui Hachimura is a good young player that they have. Austin Reeves a good young player. They actually – there's like they've developed players. There's positive signs to come out of this Laker run. Even, you know, no one thought they were going to make it this far. They made it to the Western Conference Finals. But can the Lakers win this game tomorrow, Mo, or do they get swept? We both agree that we think Miami are going to sweep Boston on Tuesday. What about the Lakers? Do the Lakers have a win in them tomorrow, or are we going to bust the brooms out at the crib? What do you think? No, we're, we're going to go back to Denver for five. I think Denver will be doing five. I just think that L.A., like they had a run in the third quarter, I think it was, where they, they were down and they came back and they were going punch for punch going to the fourth quarter. But the reality is, Gabe, what, what we're seeing and what we're witnessing right now with Denver is that they just have much younger 
agile legs that are fresh right now compared to a LeBron James, for example, who is not driving to the net because you're seeing the fatigue set in for LeBron now, Gabe. And once he's selling for jump shots, right, he's a straight three-point shooter or jump shooter that he's not getting the, the easy buckets as he was, say, 10 years ago in the prime of his legs. So this thing right now for the Lakers, what their key adjustment will be is that can their death be a factor, right? And, and it has been at times, though, in key moments. But the thing is, they have to kind of carry LeBron. Kind of like how, uh, if you remember, and I'm not saying this is the same uh, correlation here, but if you remember when the Denver Broncos won the Super Bowl last, like six, seven years ago, it wasn't Peyton Mad that won them the Lombardi. It was the defense that no. won the, the championship, right? See, it has happened for the Lakers, where it's Anthony Davis and the supporting cats kind of has to carry LeBron. Uh, and look, when you play an altitude game, not the easiest thing to do, especially in Denver. But this thing right now for the, for the Nuggets, they're just a much better team that's organized and a much more younger team that's a lot more uh, thrilling to watch compared to the Lakers who need to get more production beyond LeBron James who has self-jump shots game in and game out. We thought coming in to this series as well, we noted it, Mo, with the schedule, LeBron often in his career has gotten like the TV star treatment, right? With you right. know the, the three days off in between games, four days this and that, and they only play twice a week and whatnot, and that was the case earlier in the playoffs. You know the way that the schedule worked out, but they had that long layoff before the conference finals started, and then it was been it's been every twenty every forty eight hours, right? And I right. thought it would right. catch up to the Lakers, and it has started to catch up to them. They were good defensively, but as you stated, they're kind of getting exposed a little bit now. Denver are younger, hungrier, fresher, quicker to the loose balls. But it's not the same situation as Boston. Like I said, if you're a Laker fan and we would have told no one thought you know, no one thought you were going to the Western Conference Finals, like if you would have said two months ago. So you know what I mean? It ain't pretty right now, but I'm sort of with you. I think the Lakers can win this game. We saw Denver take the pedal off the metal against Minnesota in this spot. Right. You know, Denver knows they go, they're going back to Denver anyways. Right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, so it's yeah, like, yeah. they're going back to Denver anyway. So I mean, if we play the Lakers, we play the Lakers again. I'm not saying they don't want to. I saw them say, Jokic saying, you know, they want to win this game and don't give any hope at all. But Miami's a little bit different because Miami knows, you know, next trip we take, we're going, to, uh, we're going to Denver after this instead of going back to Boston. But historically, it doesn't look good for the Lakers. It's pretty crazy, Mo. This is the first time since 2013 the Lakers are down 3 nothing in a playoff series. The Lakers have never won a game in a series when they're down 3 nothing, Mo. So, like, they've been, they've been down 3 nothing eight times in franchise history, and they got swept every time. Yeah, I think they get game four tomorrow. I think that changes for them at, at the Crypt uh, on Monday night. But, again, it goes back to my point, though, right? LeBron and Watchman game, right? In the first quarter and two, or, or first two quarters, that is, first half, he, he's out like gangbusters. Like he's 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 got jumped his legs, but by quarter three and four, you just see the fatigue wear on him, right? And, and Gabe, think about it right now. He's played over 280 games in the playoffs alone in his career. That's equivalent to almost four NBA seasons on his body that he's he's endured uh, during his illustrious career. Amazing. So I just think yeah. right now. Yeah, I just think right now that, you know, he's at a point in his career that we love, we marvel at LeBron James for what he has been for the NBA for the 20 years he's been playing. But 
Assy Davis has to step up even more, right? Like, those are the guys that have to step up now to carry the load because you cannot rely on LeBron to be a guy that's going to drop 50 a game here and, 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 and will you to, to victory here. This is got to be more of a team effort. I think Darvin Ham knows that. But I just think that Mike Malone, who I questioned, right, I thought he would lose his job if they didn't get past the first round. He's been remarkable with his rotation, uh, rotation that he's gone with, with the, with the batters that he's gone with so far. And even when they had that run to the Lakers in the third quarter, they never didn't back down. They still kept with what they had to do and made the clutch shots when it mattered most in the fourth quarter. Mokar, kick it with us. So, what do you think? Who would you think? If I ask you right now, Miami and Denver, who yeah. do you think would win the series? Oh, man. Like, I, I'm, I'm really fascinated by the styles of plays that these teams have here. Right? The, the, the hard-nosed, gritty play of Miami versus that, that sleek passing ability that Joker has in the paint and away from the net, right? I just think what it'll come down to will be the depth for both teams. Because, again, they made a great point, right? Miami's depth has been fun to watch and how well they come up with clutch plays here and there. Can Denver do the same thing? I think this would go six, maybe seven games. And I'll give the slightest to the Nuggets to win this, win this series if it does end up being those two teams in a week from now. Yeah, I give I give Denver the edge as well, but I also gave Boston the edge. I gave Milwaukee the edge. <laughs> <laughs> so did I, right? I gave the Knicks the edge, thing. actually, even. I remember right. saying, well, the Knicks <laughs> should be able to beat the Heat. They're younger, and they have more players. But, you know, that we saw that didn't matter. Uh, Mo no, Khan, no. was so... Um, what do you think of the Stanley Cup playoffs right now? It's the first time ever in NHL playoff history that the first four games of the conference finals have all gone to overtime. So the losing teams that are now at 0-2, it's not like they're getting skated out of the building or anything like that. But the Florida Panthers are a lot like the Miami Heat. I mean, they're just a hard team to get in front of and want to bet against. I'll tell you that. They just keep on finding a way. It's a special run that they're on. Kachuk is on fire uh, right now. What do you make of uh, of tomorrow night's game with Carolina and Florida? Uh, I feel bad for the Panthers because they're being overshadowed by the Miami Heat, right? I mean, you think about both teams being so deep in front for themselves. But I just think the way the Panthers played And look, that overtime goal that they had on, on Saturday – where was the Carolina defense? That's what I was trying to figure out. Like on that power play, where were the Panthers? I'm sorry, the Hurricane defense. They were nowhere to be found in that in that situation. And I think Matthew Kachuk has been an amazing uh, development for what he's done. He's taking this game to the next level from where he was with Calgary to where he is now with the Florida Panthers. And I think for Game Three, the key for the Hurricanes is that they have to get to Bob Rossi early and often because Bob right now, Gabe is locked in. Like he 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 has not been able to. He's not been. Just, he's not been discouraged by anyone so far in the playoffs right now. I think if they can get an early goal or two and kind of crash in a little bit more, it might get him off his course here. But right now, Sergey Bobrovsky has been the difference in why the Florida Panthers are up two nothing, and then being then being down zero two in the series against the Carolina Hurricanes. What do you think of Vegas and Dallas uh, series right now? You know, look, I, I feel bad for Dallas because they, they had their chances, right? You, you think about today and how that played out with the early one that's in the lead and they couldn't really hold on to it. I just think right now what it comes down to is the Vegas Knights' death has played well. I think Bruce Cassidy's been great for them and how he's had the correct line rotations going for him. I think when they go to Dallas, I think this comes back to Vegas 2-2 game. This isn't a cut clear leader here of how Vegas could sweep them. I don't think that's going to happen. I think they come back 2-2 back to Vegas in about four or five days from now. You know, this is a type of series. My gut tells me they'll come back 3-1. And then, whatever, it'll probably be, you know, but Dallas can win in Vegas after but Dallas could end up getting swept and lose every game in overtime <laughs> the way things are going. Yeah, yeah. Right, like, right. I don't know. Like, it's just such a toss-up. We knew, you know, these series were going to be evenly matched. I mean, like I said, guys, first time ever 
um, in NHL history, man, that uh, the first four games of the um, the conference finals have all gone to overtime. So who do you think, if I ask you right now, who's going to hoist the Stanley Cup, who do you think it's going to be? Who's the team to beat right now? I think Vegas has got something in them, Gabe. You think about you, you talk about Miami and Boston right, making like five out of seven for the Celtics, right? The Eastern Conference Finals, whatever it is. Vegas, I mean that, that that's an incredible number. What they what they've done so far to make how many Conference Finals since they were brought into the league in 2017. I think Vegas has something going for them. I think it will be Vegas against Florida, and that's going to be fun to watch if you're a hockey fan of different styles. But I think Vegas wins their first ever NHL signing cup in their history. Uh, Mo, I was talking earlier, but I can't believe that we're already going into week seven of the of the um, USFL. USFL season, but the uh, the Canadian Football League, CFL, kickoff uh, is Thursday night, June the 8th, regular season, but the preseason right. begins tomorrow with the Edmonton Elks and the Calgary Stampeders. There's been a lot of quarterback shuffling. There's no new quarterbacks really in the league, but I don't know. There's like more than half the teams have a new quarterback. It's like everyone got traded, switched teams, released. It's it's really kind of crazy like that. But um, Cody Fajardo, of course, for, for former Nevada Wolfpack quarterback after Colin Kaepernick, he's going to be the quarterback in Montreal, or at least yeah. to start the season. Uh, he will be Jeremiah Masoli back uh, for the Ottawa Red Blacks. Chad Kelly takes over. Uh, if you guys remember Chad Kelly with the Denver Broncos in Mississippi, uh, Jim Kelly's nephew. Uh, very talented uh, football player. He's had some personal issues in his life, but he's overcome them. And uh, he's going to be the quarterback in, in Toronto. Bo Levi Mitchell now in Hamilton. Vernon Adams, the quarterback for the BC Lions. Uh, now Trevor Harris, Saskatchewan. So what do you think? Um, you know, Are Winnipeg still the team to beat? Toronto are the champions? Well, what's your take on the, uh, the future market? Winnipeg are the favorites to win the Grey Cup outright, plus 180. Yeah. BC are the second choice at plus 410. Hamilton are plus 450. Toronto are plus 550. Calgary are 6 to 1. Ottawa are 10 to 1. Montreal 11 to 1. Saskatchewan 14 to 1. The Edmonton Elks are 26 to 1. Who's the right. team to beat this year? I think it's Winnipeg. I mean, they brought back Kenny Lawler, who was with Edmonton the last couple of years. Uh, he's a dynamic receiver. They, they were able to keep most of their key play, pieces in place, Gabe, uh, given what they had to do the last three, four years as great cup uh, uh, perennial contenders. But I just think that went in favor. But you know what? That BC number that you mentioned, I watch out for them because they built up their team slowly but surely. The last Nathan worked to the NFL to the Jacksonville Jaguars. But that team could surprise you this year with what they have on that roster. Mo, it's always a pleasure, my man. Great stuff. Thanks a lot for taking the time to be with us. Yes, sir. Have a great week, man. We'll speak soon, my man. There's Mo Khan, the late-night anchor management class. This is Sports Rage. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. 
the crack of the bat on a home run, the slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Always good with Bo. Should be noted for you CFL fans that were watching on ESPN and ESPN2, ESPN+. The CFL signed a deal with the CBS Sports Network uh, moving forward. Listen, I personally think you're better off um, with ESPN, the worldwide leader, obviously. And I say that because the CFL and ESPN have had a good relationship over the years. They go way back. Chris Berman. So remember, you know, he'd always like, you know, plug the, the CFL and the Grey Cup and stuff. And they'd air it on ESPN too, the championship game. But the CFL. They're not. It's they're not like the NFL, like the CFL, like the CFL. It's not a rich league. Like every dollar counts for them. You know I mean, they've been. It's the longest. It's the oldest football league in North America. It's been around longer than the NFL has, right? They've lasted. You know what I mean? It's the second best league. Like a CFL team would destroy an XFL team or, or a USFL team. Uh, Rick Saratella, who's you know NFL draft bible, like said, oh yeah, yeah, no, it'd be it would be a massacre, right? But um, like the CFL's good. But they pay their players, like, a lot of money. I mean, like, quarterbacks in the CFL are making, like, a million dollars now. Like, star wide receivers, you're big time. You're, if you're a number one wide receiver in the CFL, you're getting, like, 750K a year. Guys in the XFL are getting 45000 a year, guys. Guys in the USFL are getting, like, 72000 or so. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's so you get what you pay for. If you're, you know, I mean, a quality of player... So, but the thing is, salaries have gone up a lot in the CFL, and it's freaking owners out. So where I'm going with this is, CBS offered more money, they took the money. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You know what I mean? I think they would have been better off. They, were, you know, they had a good thing going with ESPN, and ESPN actually showed their games, and you know what I mean? But CBS has money, man. Look, they bought the Champ League rights, right? They're trying to, like, CBS Sports Network's trying to raise their game and build their portfolio. So they're going to broadcast 34 games, and uh, the rest will be on uh, one of their websites and uh, other platforms that they're going to announce shortly. This is Sports Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. (laughs) 